630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. Well, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. My name is Reed Wilkins. Inside Sports on 630 Chad. Eskimos Bombers on Thursday, 5 o'clock for the countdown to kick off. The game will commence at 6.30 as the Eskimos try to go to 8 and oh, It was awesome to have Mike Benavides on the show at around 6.15, the defensive coordinator and associate head coach for your green and gold. And, you know, we were talking about confidence and winning, which comes first, how does one spawn the other, all that kind of stuff. And he stressed just how prepared the Eskimos are. And if you think about how composed they are, We've all done it, whether we're given a speech in grade two or playing in an important baseball tournament. If you practice and prepare for situations, you tend not to get nervous and you tend to be more composed. And the Eskimos have certainly shown that so far. Speaking of big baseball tournaments, I'm pleased to welcome in studio the commissioner of the North Central Alberta Baseball League, Paul Riopel. Paul, thanks for coming in. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Busy, but doing very well. All right, tell us what's going on this weekend. Well, this weekend, the North Central Alberta Baseball League uh, culminates the celebration of 50 years in this province of Alberta with four significant events in combination with the Westlock uh, and Agricultural Societies annual bingo, uh, not bingo, annual uh, rodeo and chuck wagon races. So oh, I love the chucks. Yeah, they are great. And we're going to throw in four events. Friday night, we're going to throw in uh, a special meet and greet called the NCABL Story. Uh, the following day on Saturday, uh, a, a Texas Scramble Golf Tournament for all of our alumni and friends. On the, in the afternoon, another event called Salute to Our Communities, and we can talk about all of these in succession later on. I'm just giving you an overview. And then in the evening, our 50th anniversary uh, gala banquet. Okay, so this is incredible. Uh, so, And again, people can... I, I, I don't know if I want to break down the entire weekend because you have a website, North Central Alberta Baseball League. I, I, I was hoping, though, to get some stories, Paul, because this is incredible, and you and I talked a couple a couple weeks ago, and and we lined this up, and we just talked a little bit. But this league has been around fifty years, which is incredible. It's men's double A baseball, right? It is. You started the league, and you've been a part of the league every single year. That's that's amazing. We've been very engaged in uh, you know in building baseball from the grassroots up. It was uh, founded in the rural parts of Alberta, and it all started in the early 1900s with teams representing the various communities, the Westlocks, the small communities of Fawcett and Dapp and Rochester and Twatna and all those little communities with a hundred or so people, but playing some pretty good baseball and uh, developing players from a very, very early age. And it was part of growing up in the rural communities, playing baseball in the summer, playing hockey in the winter. It was two sports all the way. And so from there, communities developed a team and built a team. 
and played that team in basic tournaments, including the Lacombe Tournament, the great Lacombe Tournament, where, you know, we entered teams from our region for about 30-plus years and which drew fans from as far away as Regina and Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. It was a great, great tournament. And we entered many, many others, my own grandfather actually pulled in players. Uh, his name was J.H. Para, and he pulled in players from the United States of America, mostly from California, and uh, they came out out here uh, in, in Alberta and played in local tournaments representing these various towns like Morinville, like Barhead, like Westlock. And so but that... But this still predates you, yes. you starting this league. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So, okay, so, sorry, I, I, don't, I don't mean to skip ahead or cut you off, but how how did you and who was it you and some some buddies or you and some teams said we need to organize a little little better like what was the seed for 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 starting the NCABL the seed was the following all of a sudden baseball became important and people wanted to play it more often than just every weekend or every odd okay. weekend. So guys like Hugh Allen out of Bonacord, Alberta, and Chuck Keller, both long-standing friends of mine and both alumni in the NCABL, decided that we'd talk about forming a league. And so way back in 1967, we got together in a school, Cunningham School, which no longer exists in Bourneville, Alberta. <laughs> wow. And we had that first meeting and we basically talked about and formed a baseball league, which, by the way, has outlasted every other local league in any sport. And it's one of the longest reigning amateur leagues in all of Alberta. Right, which is incredible because we all know how difficult it can be to maintain amateur leagues, whether it's money, whether it's player availability and quality, or quite frankly, Paul, and maybe you can comment on this, whether sometimes it's infighting between league members. You've been able to maybe not avoid it, but deal with those problems. We certainly have, and uh, we've built a very unique family concept within the NCABL. We are a league which has developed many, many programs and actually supported each of those programs independently. For example, we recruit, train, and offer a mentorship program for our umpire corps. We develop our umpires ourselves. Though Baseball Alberta helps us in the training aspects, we also provide our own programs. We have uh, a staff of five. Uh, we have uh, a person who's responsible uh, in the in the person of Earl Thompson, who's responsible for our, as a, as our audiovisual coordinator of various programs, including on our website a weekly audio program that is pretty darn interesting right. to listen to. Okay, so, so the, it, you're you're very organized. Obviously, you yourself are very are very passionate about it. So. So you are the one of the founders of the league, you were a player in the league, you were an umpire in the league, and now you're the commissioner of the league. Uh, what's what's kept you going? What's kept you... Because, pa- I mean, look, you could have done 30 years, and, and your your wife is in studio. I, I don't know how passionate she is about it, but I know sometimes family members might say, can you take a damn year off or something? Like, what, yeah. what's kept you going year after year? Well, it's been a great challenge, but it's also been a great opportunity to shine as a league. 
And one of the one of the greatest pleasures that we've had is to build a very strong, very competitive presence in all of our communities. As a matter of fact, it has been the foundation of many of the higher leagues in the province. Mm -hmm. For example, Ray Brown, current manager of the Edmonton Prospects of the of 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 the of Wimble. Mm -hmm is an alumni of the NCABL. Wow, okay. And had a great team with the Morinville Pioneers for about five or six years. We had people like that passing through. Let me also share with you that the owner-operator of the prospects um, is also an alumni of the NCABL. So Pat Cassidy is one of our alumni. Wow. We're proud of having been the thrust of baseball in general across North Central Alberta. Paul Riopel is joining us in studio, Commissioner of the North Central Alberta Baseball League. This this is incredible stuff, just the, the history of the league, and, and you mentioned some of the alumni and the importance, not just in your life, but, but in the lives of a lot of people. Um, was there ever a point where the league was, was teetering, where you or somebody thought, I don't know if we're going to have the teams, I don't know if we're going to have the funds? There must have been some bumps along the way. We, we have varied, uh, had a varied number of franchises over time. Right now, uh, we have nine franchises, all very, very solid. Uh, but uh, there, there are fluctuations, as in anything else. You have some franchises uh, spending eight or ten years in the NCABL and then moving on, mm -hmm. others moving in. We've had some years of struggle. Read where we were down at one point to only four franchises, and we really were wondering if we could sustain, you know, the league as we knew it. But we managed to do that and then rebuilt because originally it was in rural Alberta that everything happened. Mm -hmm. uh, we emerged from a rural-only concept, realized that there was a shift in population and in, 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 in interest into the city of Edmonton. That's when we decided to challenge the Sunburst Baseball League head-on, and we moved into Edmonton. That challenge resulted in our growth and their demise. Uh, they have consistently shrunk down to a minimum number of four teams and are struggling to maintain that, whereas we have grown and feel very confident that we can maintain that number and grow from there. So we have become primarily a Metro Edmonton League at present. Okay. Paul, you were, you were an umpire. I, I got to touch on this because the first time we talked a couple weeks ago, there was the umpire in the Blue Jays game. I, I can't remember. His, his first name was Will. I forgot his last name already. But he made a very big show of himself, ejecting three Blue Jays in the span of two minutes. Actually, two of them in the span of about four seconds. And baseball umps kind of have that... Some of them almost have that antagonistic persona where... I'm going to look to the dugout and maybe bait the manager or somebody. I mean, as, as a guy who's umped and has umped amateur baseball and respect is important and, and sometimes you deal with angry players, I mean, do you look at that sometimes and say you shake your head or what's, what's your take on some of the, the big league umps and how they carry themselves? Well, we have our own uh, annual meetings for our umpiring corps. Uh, and we direct our umpires uh, accordingly. That is to say, we always make sure that they can uh, take an earful. 
uh, have a have a have a strong capacity for uh, consuming the odd comment. Sure. But if anything, Reed is directed personally at them or any member of their family. Well, then they have you know full authorization to uh, you know to to dump them, and the league follows up with uh, both fines uh, as well as suspensions that are very clearly indicated in our league manual. We have an extensive league manual, and uh, we follow up on any any ejection that deserves a, a suspension. How do you keep, and I know you touched on, on some of the work you do, but how do you keep umpires in the game? Uh, because, look, we're a, a northern city. Uh, you know, we have the prospects, but we haven't had AAA for a while. I, I don't think we're getting a big league team in anytime soon. Uh, I mean, you could probably start being an umpire as a kid in Los Angeles and think it'd still be a long shot, but think about making the big leagues. Uh, you could start being an umpire in Mournville, and I don't know, you know, you could work leagues like yours, but you're not going to get rich, and it might be a thankless job some night. So how do you, how do you not just keep umpires, but also, you know, tell the 12-year-old kid who maybe broke his arm and can't play that maybe umping's a good alternative? Well, we basically entice young people by, by offering them an opportunity to adopt a mentor. Mm-hmm. We choose umpires with a lot of experience, uh, and we offer these youngsters an opportunity to, to follow in their footsteps. Uh, it takes a love of the game. It takes a deep understanding of the game. And, uh, and, of course, the incentive for young people is that we do offer some monetary, uh, you know, uh, offerings as well that attract them to the game. But I think primarily, uh, you know, they are, our Blue Jays have a lot to do uh, with the popularity of the game locally. If they're successful, So has that helped successful. the last two and a half years that the Jays have been more relevant? Absolutely yeah. it has. Absolutely it has. And I recall back, uh, you know, the, to the days where they previously, you know, won yeah. a couple World Series. I mean, Reed, it, uh, it, it almost doubled our registrations really? in minor leagues. Yeah, in the wow. minor programs, uh, for example, of St. Albert, it literally almost doubled it for two or three year period. So yes, it does impact it positively. Well, which was interesting because then you kind of saw more Canadians making the bigs in the late 90s and early 2000s, mm-hmm. right? Just like mm-hmm. now we're seeing more Canadian basketball players mm-hmm. a few years after Steve Nash hangs yeah. them up, right? So that's interesting. Uh, Paul, you got to take a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a text message I want to read and we'll let people know a little bit more about the weekend. Paul Riappel's in studio, North Central Alberta Baseball League. Amazing 50 years they're celebrating this weekend. It's Inside Sports on Chet. This is Mark Letestu from your Edmonton Oilers and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. Well, this is great. Having fun this half hour with Paul Riappel, Commissioner of the North Central Alberta Baseball League. 50th anniversary this weekend, uh, so it's all in Westlock, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Against You can search NCABL uh, online, 50 years, senior double-A baseball. Paul, I, I got a text here from Keith who says, My son plays in the league, great league, all good guys. Paul is one of a kind, and the whole league is a testament to Paul and guys like him who understand what small-town community spirit is all about. Great job. That is from Keith. Well, well said, and, and Paul, I... I I love talking to people like you who are passionate, who care about their sport and their league, regardless of, of the, the gender of the athletes, the level they're playing at, their experience level. I, I mean, I, I just really appreciate that. And no, there, but there are 
opportunities for the really good players, I assume. I mean, have you had guys be drafted? What like have you had young guys go on or tell me about that? We we definitely have had a, a small number who have been, you know, drafted uh, in in the years when Canadians uh, you know, we're, we're really left out in great measure because mm-hmm. there weren't very many in U.S. schools and there were very many, uh, very few rather, scouts who came into Canada to do any kind of recruiting. But we did have uh, young young men like uh, playing with the Mournville Pioneers, who, by the way, were coached at that time by none other than Ray Brown, who, who was uh, a, a manager uh, of the Pioneers and who now, you know, leads... You know, one of the best teams in Wimble. Yep. So we take a little credit for that in that he was, uh, you know, drafted by the Philadelphia Phillies, David Ross, uh, Mark Randall. And I think Mark uh, played all the way up to uh, to to the triple A ranks uh, uh, from from my recollection. And uh, and there were others, too, that uh, that many of whom played, uh, you know, uh, NCAA, right. uh, you know, uh, baseball, uh, Div 1. Uh, and so it was, uh, you know, it's a tribute to the effort of local coaches who along the way, you know, uh, gave opportunities for these young men to advance, you know, their careers. So, yes, we've had some success in that area. I don't know how many senior A baseball leagues have their own Hall of Fame, but I now know of at least <laughs> one. That's pretty cool, Paul. We're really, really happy, and I owe a lot uh, to the town of Mournville Fathers. Uh, I really, really do, because over a two-year period, we have negotiated, along with the help uh, of the uh, Historical Society, we've had a great little bit of help in establishing with them a Hall of Fame. And as far as we know, Reed, we are the only sport-specific Hall of Fame in all of Alberta. Mind you, we may even think in all of Western Canada. There are Hall of Fames which combine many, many sports. We have, of course, the Provincial Hall of Fame out of, you know, uh, Red Deer. And we have, of course, Edmonton has its Hall of Fame here in the city. But it's multi-sport. Ours is exclusive to the sport of baseball and even more exclusive to our great league, the North Central Alberta Baseball League. We're really happy about that. All right, uh, Paul, I- I'm sorry that we're short on time. We'll, we'll maybe have to gonna try to, to do this again. So the, the 50th uh, anniversary celebrations are in Westlock this weekend. Now, just uh, tell me, because I'm not sure, is this combined with a year-end tournament playoffs? Or are there going to be games? Like, what's going on sport-wise? Sport-wise, we have the League Championship semifinal series, two best-of-three series, pitting the top four teams. Okay. So we have three games going on Saturday, possibility of three more on Sunday, and uh, they will pit... Uh, our top four teams, and that's the Stony Plain Mets, and of course uh, the uh, the the Edmonton Blackhawks, and they're coached by none other than uh, Randy Gregg. Oh, really? Yes, okay. they are. And uh, we will have uh, also the uh, possibility of either the Westlock Red Lions or St. Albert Cardinals, who are at the very moment. Oh, they're moment, playing in the quarters right now. At the very moment, are playing a sudden death game right oh, now. okay. And this is great. That's right. And then, of course, our, our third team being the Sherwood Park Athletics. So those so Westlock teams. could have some home 
uh, diamond advantage just by... They may very well. They may very well. They're fighting for their postseason lives right now. So you're going to do games one and two of one series on Saturday, game one of the other, and then games two and three of the other Precisely. series if necessary. So there's going to be at least one game Sunday, but there could be three. And what's really exciting... Wow, that's great. What's really exciting, Reed, we're really looking forward to the induction of the first 10 players to enter the great hall of fame wow we're looking forward to it. paul thanks so much for sharing this story uh again people just google uh north central alberta baseball league you can find out more about the big celebration in westlock this weekend thanks so much for coming in baseball tonight uh blue jays leading tampa bay 2-1 that's in the bottom of the seventh and uh, the prospects are on the diamond against Swift in Game 2 of the league final, so we'll tell you how they did tomorrow night. Jason Moss and Morley Scott are standing by. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer, Dave Campbell, our producer. I'll talk to you tomorrow at 6. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.